What's up, guys? Casey and George, the Gold Bracket Racing YouTube channel. You might have seen us there for a little bit right in the beginning. George got stuck late at work, so here we are at about 5.24 p.m. It's all right, though. We can just pull it out a little bit longer. But, uh, of course, as always, Gold Bracket Racing is always brought to you by TSR Racing Products, Champs Performance Parts, BRG 3D Printed Parts, Syntex Printing out there in Temple, Texas, and Driven Racing Oil, where you can hit them up. Use the code GBR10. Anything over $99 will ship to you for free. But most importantly, that code GBR10 will, will ship all that driven racing oil to you at a 10% discount. So, George, you're a little late. It's all right, though. I won't hold it against you. That's okay. You can hold it against me, too, guys. I'm glad to be here. Had a great day at work. Learned a lot uh, in a new position of all, uh, all of you guys who didn't know. And uh, definitely enjoying that. It's quite rewarding and quite... Uh, Quite the challenge at the same time, but uh, I'm not scared of the challenges. I'm sure none of you are either. But you, you said it best, Casey, as you see me right now on my TBPromotions.com shirt. I got this at the old St. Louis race, so I figured I'd give it a wear today. And uh, thank you guys, TB, for what you do for our sport. Thanks for what you do for GBR as well. So, Casey, man, I'm uh, glad to be here. Hope you've had a good day so far. Yeah, man, so far so good, other than the fact that it's about 80 degrees up here in my office, because I guess it must be 100 outside again. Who knows? It's about that time of year, you know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. And luckily, the, yesterday, it seems as if Texas got the the overcast day where I'm at, so it wasn't extremely hot. It was hot. Don't get me wrong. It's still Texas, but it wasn't like there's Satan balls hot. You know what I mean? So that's that's what I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. But uh, we had a huge post this last uh, week, man. Uh, it was kind of a rumor mill thing, but I think it was actually confirmed today that Larry Jeffers has officially purchased the IHRA. And uh, it, I mean, you can look at it on our Facebook page. It looks about as official as it gets. Uh, I think it was Chad Weiscarver posted that up. So I appreciate him posting that up and allowing us to to get the information out to everybody. But IHRA, as far as I can tell, has been officially purchased by Larry Jeffers. It was all hearsay there for a while. But uh, there's a lot of excitement in uh, the drag racing community as a whole about having IHRA be owned by someone like Larry Jeffers, who is a racer himself, obviously very heavily involved in the you know pro mod, no prep style community. Uh, and just having a racer actually be in charge which is what we've all been asking for forever yeah it's, it's definitely going to be from what i've watched on that post that you made there i think it got shared over a hundred and something times so we had a lot of participation on that post if you missed it head on back over to the facebook page there at the gbr and um get a look at it read some of those comments i've seen ample ample support behind Larry Jeffers holding on to the IHRA for for the foreseeable future. Uh, I I I am myself. I don't have an IHRA number, uh, but I'm, I have several friends here in the area in the northern Texas that do, and do also anticipate myself grabbing one as well. Casey, talk to me about what do you feel like that means for your race and operation. I know you're NHRA just like I am. I don't think you have an IHRA number as well. But where are we headed in the next couple of, you know, months, maybe even a year? Actually, believe it or not, it's that's not true, actually, anymore. I actually just switched my license from NHRA to IHRA. Uh, you know, nothing against NHRA, but IHRA for the exact same amount of money, I get a whole extra year on extending my license. So oh, wow. I, I still keep all of my credentials. They recognize each other's licenses and uh, and. I get a whole extra year for the exact same amount of money. So that's the reason that I did that. Not to mention that everything out here other than Galat is IHRA. I think VMP might be NHRA also, but most of the tracks out here in the Southeast are IHRA sanctioned tracks. But I mean, as far as Larry Jeffers buying the IHRA, he said specifically, and I actually wrote it down over here because he commented on our, on our post last week before everything all went through. He said, my hands are tied for about one more week and all the rumors about the direction of the IHRA will be put to rest. There's one goal, which is to make IHRA the biggest and best sportsman series in the world, period. And that's that's what I really like to see because I've always been interested in, I mean, I've never really been interested personally myself about being a class racer, but I love watching class racing because I can appreciate what they do. 
but if they could potentially just uh you know stop being so nitpicky on the cars unless it's a record run or something like that then obviously you need to do teardowns and whatnot but the cool part about those class racing uh type scenarios is that it's a car show mixed with racing and i think that'll get a lot of fans involved personally i actually think so as well and of course on the on the very forefront of my mind is what does this mean for bracket racing uh what we do casey what everybody who's watching us what they do what tv promotions is doing right now uh, this weekend in xenia what is that going to equal for us big money bracket racers and i'd have to venture to say i wonder if larry jeffers is not one of the, the viewers inside of this stream right now so guys Get the chat rolling. What would you guys like to see as far as for bracket racing inside of IHRA? Because I feel like there's a lot of space for us, for the promoters out there to really jump in with Larry Jeffers, knowing, like you said, he's a racer, knowing he comes from a plethora or a huge background of, of bracket racing, heads up racing, whatever racing you want to call it. He's going to be a resource that we can tap into for the bracket races. What do you think, Casey? Well, you know what I've always thought would be really cool and actually would not be that difficult to do if you were, but you would have to be a huge sanctioning body. You couldn't be just, I mean, you could be a, a track, I guess. It would have to be a major track. But what I think would be cool as far as IHRA goes and being a large sanctioning body is getting some of these, uh, getting some of these, uh, you know, normal parts and products and things like that, getting them back involved with the contingency program, man, where maybe the tracks don't have to pay uh, maybe the tracks only pay 500 bucks out of their own pocket to win, and then contingency adds up to where you win 2,000. You know what I mean? Like, make it to where we're supporting all these companies anyway as a whole. You know, we we could make a whole list of, of parts that are on every single car out there. You know, there's only a few delay box companies. There's only a few companies that you buy camshafts from. There's, a, you know, or at least a major amount of crankshafts, camshafts, lifters, stuff like that. Uh, you know, obviously, Holly carburetors, they're on almost every single car out there, you know, but but see if we can't get them in some sort of participation. We're all marketing for them to begin with. But every single person, if you have a winner circle picture, where is it? It's on Facebook within 10 minutes and it's going to be on the track. It's going to be on your personal page. It's going to be on goal bracket racing more than likely. I mean, you're going to have so much publicity from that one winter circle picture at this no-name track in the middle of nowhere just by having your sticker on the side of that car. And if that guy doesn't win, you don't have to give him any money. But the thing is, you'll probably pay somebody because if there's contingency, everybody's going to run that sticker. But you've effectively, as a company, had every single person of that track more than likely advertising for you, and you only have to pay for one of them. It's a great idea. It's, it's perfect, man. It's perfect. And I, I, I know, Casey, you read this post, and it's kind of being uttered inside of the chat right now on Facebook about how things could potentially go back to the IHR of old. I see Kevin, or, uh, Kevin in here saying, uh, bring back the Winston days. You know what I mean? So there's definitely going to be a lot of buzz surrounding bracket race, shall I say drag racing as a whole with a emphasis, I hope, on bracket racing. As I'm reading here, I'm looking at Chad Weiscarver's um, uh, his post here. He said, bracket racing would roll into the IHRA similar to how PDRA does, only if class racing is included in the IHRA plans. Basically, ran parallel with each other at all events. I like it, and I hope for a step further, I'm telling you, because there are several promoters right now TV promotions, CP promotions, SFG, you got Spring Fling, you got, you got the Great American Races. There are some guys here who would love to get in cahoots with IHRA and have races at IHRA Satan tracks um, that could really benefit bracket racing. So definitely keep the comments coming. Uh, glad everybody's joining. I see you, Gilbert Lindsay, out there from Xenia, Ohio. Ryan Atchison, that just so happens to be my brother. I see you, too, out of, out of Miami out there. So... Keep them coming, guys. Keep those comments rolling in here. Go ahead, Casey. The best part about uh, IHRA actually coming back with, as far as I can tell, with, it, with a vengeance, at least I hope so, uh, is it creates competition between the two major sanctioning bodies like we had in the 90s. And that's the reason why the 90s were so great. Um, I've seen that a couple times in here. It might have been Barn that said that in here. Lance Kraft saying old pro mods were the best show to watch. That's true. Born saying bring back Nitro Jam, give the fans a show. And 
the thing is, man, is that competition between the two sanctioning bodies, the, the main issue with NHRA is they can treat sportsman racers however they want because there's nowhere else for them to go with the exception of a couple regional type series. I know there's like in the Northeast, I want to say there's a pretty big like 90 following that they have their own series out here. There's CCRA, which is Carolina class racers, and they race all around North and South Carolina at stock super stock type deal. But the thing is, if you're not in that region, that doesn't help, uh, you know, George. That doesn't help George in Texas that wants to wants to race, you know, doing super stock stock. There probably is something in Texas, but I haven't heard of it. Um, I know they do a lot of, uh, they have like the Texas Pro Stock organization that does like Nostalgia Pro Stock and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, a lot that. of index coming in the, in the mix as well, too. Right. And But the thing is, is that realistically, if you want to chase a world championship, there is nowhere to go other than NHRA. And those guys like the big trophy and they want the world championship. And I don't blame them because if that's what you're doing, that's what you're really chasing. That's why Dan Fletcher is one of the greatest of all time is because of all the world championships he's had and things like that. Peter Biondo, Jay Coughlin Jr., those guys. Um, that's the reason people think of them. Obviously, we think of Jay as a pro stock racer too, but I think his sportsman roots are strong. Um, sure. But I would be very interested to talk to a class racer um, and I'm going to try to get Dan Fletcher on here. I know he's super busy right now. I was actually lining stuff up with him, but, uh, but you know, that all kind of went to the wayside whenever racing got real hot and heavy right now. So we'll get him back on here a little bit later on here for the first time a little bit later and ask him some of this type of stuff because somebody who makes their living in the field of, of racing and is literally on the list of the best sportsman drag racers of all time for NHRA, I'd like to get his opinion on something like this. Yeah, and along with a few others which uh, are in the works for us here at the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop any hints, guys. You gotta have to hit that subscribe button and hit that follow button on Facebook. But there are definitely quite a list of names that are uh, on the way to the show. Maybe we can have some discussions like this and kind of carry them into the next few discussions that we might have. Uh, special shout out. I don't do a lot of NHRA talk, but T.J. Coughlin beat the goat, Erica by like triple oh one yesterday and um i didn't really like that part that that you beat her but congratulations on your first win man that's uh that's pretty spot on for a pro stock driver so um but no casey man as, as we continue the conversation with ihra man what other areas of concern or should i say what are you excited about the most besides just the class racing uh, i don't want to beat a dead horse but again i'm going to keep saying it until i'm blue in the face Let's get us some big money bracket racing uh, events lined up alongside too. What do you think? That's true, man. And that's something that I actually haven't thought about is the fact that we could potentially, you know, and I don't, I don't know, this would be each promoter's own thing, but it could give you a whole lot of publicity having somebody like IHRA who's had TV deals in the past, who's had inside drag racing pretty much focused on IHRA for the most part. Uh, you know, it's, there's a lot to talk about there because TV time, that's what sells sponsorships for cars, for drivers, for tracks, and for promoters. If you can tell them that you have TV time, I mean, you can probably 10 times what you actually charge them to begin with because you're on mainstream TV and that's what they want. That was what the big deal was whenever uh, NHRA announced you know, a while ago that they were going to be on right after NFL football. And they could accidentally catch like 2 million people out of nowhere that wouldn't otherwise watch it. I mean, that's a big deal, man. Right, right. Check this out too, guys. As we're going to make a shift here in a moment, but we're going to come back after a couple of messages and a little bit of clerical work here. But Chad Weiscarver says, and, and this is probably a controversial statement, but I like a little bit of controversy, okay? Uh, the IHA Ironman used to be just as valuable as the Wally to many back in the day. Ponder that for a second, guys, because I, I think there's a lot of validity in what he's saying there. Uh, of course, some of you guys in this chat probably have an Iron Man sitting on your mantle, and maybe it's sitting right next to the Wally. Who knows? But it would be pretty neat to walk into somebody's house and see them both sitting up there. You know what I mean? So I don't have either one of them yet to be to be continued, guys. But let's step off into uh, what's going on here in North Texas. As always, I got to bring in the uh, the flyer for the Labor Day 10Ks. I seen a post. Uh, looks like we'll be eating pretty cheap or free, one or the other. Okay, looks like breakfast tacos uh, have been brought into the mix, and 
a lot of good things happening here. I've been seeing a lot of sponsors jump on this race for CP Promotions. It's going to be out there at I-30 uh, Dragway out in Caddo Mills. I don't see a point in missing this if you're anywhere near the area because there's nothing else going on. And where else are you going to go to run for $10,000 a day for $100 per day? Okay, so definitely something to, to, to put on your bucket list coming up here at the end of the month. August 31st, I believe, is when it starts. And uh, show some love out there to CP Promotions for putting on this type of race. Definitely looking forward to it myself. But uh, definitely hang in there, guys. We're going to cut to a commercial real quick. We'll come right back to you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Let's talk about that Wally and that Iron Man. Be right back. TSR Racing Products is everything you need to make your Power Glide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr racing.com or give them a call at 800-394-5889. BRG Motorsports 3D printed racing parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holders, and even quick-release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts. Have a look at top-selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back to Blue and Bracket Racing YouTube channel. As always, thank you to TSR, BRG. You guys are awesome. Will, you're strong. Stay that way. Keep keep pushing, man. We'll see you back in the race car real soon. I'm um, glad to see everything going all right over there. Continue prayers coming to you from Blue and Bracket Racing YouTube channel and followers. I can promise you that much. Um, but BRG, definitely for the things that you do, thanks for making things easier to maneuver. I know there's a lot of bottom bulbers in here who might want to try top. BRG makes quite a few different types of fast connect, uh, fast disconnect uh, delay box mounts. Make sure you hit him up. He can make you whatever you want. If you tell him one way, he'll make it that exact way. If you have a, a specific way you want it, well, he'll make it that way too. Casey, man, what do you think? Man, I want to go back to this whole Iron Man versus Wally type scenario because I think that both are just as valuable within the class racer community. Uh, it kind of all depends on where you're at. And the reason that I honestly think the Iron Man's more valuable now because I think NHRA has been kind of giving out Wally's willy nilly. I saw a post the other day somewhere where somebody got a Wally because they changed a uh, they changed a motor between top dragster round, you know, like one and two or something like that, and what? came back. And I'm like, that's what I said. I'm like, what are you talking about? And it was like a particip. It was legitimately a participation trophy. So are we like, carrying that? In are we carrying that? My kid, my kid needs a trophy for second and third place in the in the drag racing now. Is that what I hear you saying? I hope not, man, because drag racing is about the only place left where you legitimately have a winner and you have all the rest of us are losers. There's one winner at the end of the night. I don't care if you run it up, you're still lost. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's and everybody's fine with that. And that needs to happen in the world, to be honest with you. Fine by me. Fine by me. I, now, I will say I, I don't I don't mind losing if I'm in the split of a million. So I'll That's take true. It, it. It'll be all right. You know, we do have kind of a award for losing in the later rounds, which I'll take. All right. But <laughs> never have I ever seen anybody get handed a Wally just based on changing the top dragster engine in the elimination rounds. Um, congratulations to man. you, however, but that thing's got an answer by it, I hope. Exactly. We got a uh, we got a lot of stuff in the chat right here. Barnes saying, actually, bring Motormania TV into being able to stream the IHRA feeds. There you go. You already got somebody set up right there, ready to go. Got uh, all kinds of infrastructure to do it. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. And Larry Jefferson's probably watching this. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure of that, considering the amount of buzz 
that we got off that post. If he is watching it now, he's going to watch it. Why not use Motormania TV? You want to spread your sanctioned body out there and get, get the viewership up? Motormania TV is just the way to do it. I mean, I, I see Barnes saying Motormania has streamed them before, so I don't necessarily see any reason why they won't stream them in the future. Um, everybody knows that YouTube is the way of the future as far as for um, streaming these races in the first place, especially if you're not the NHRA with a, with a deal with FS1 or, or, or Fox, you know what I mean? So definitely a great comment there from Barnes. Uh, I got one in here. It says, uh, I'd love to see Motormania at every bracket race from Danny Amos Sr. I follow, I, I concur 100%. Um, I was watching, I think I was watching Rocky McLean. He had a video out the other day and he was talking about even practicing. You know, a, one way of practicing could very easily be to flip your YouTube channel on Motormania TV and watch what people are doing. See who's got the lead when they leave the line. Things of that nature. What do you think about that, Casey? Because I think there's a valid point to to practicing by watching. What do you think? Well, I mean, what do uh, what do coaches make football players do or baseball players do? They watch the tape. They all watch the tape. That's what they do half the time throughout the week. Why do you think they do that? It's to learn what people are doing, and it's to learn how to do things better and come up with new plays and things like that. That's all bracket racing is, is making plays, really. I mean, you got to come up with your strategy, whatever that strategy may be, and you just basically kind of kind of roll with it, and, and that is what it is. I see that I froze over here on the side, so I hope my audio all went through there. But uh, oh, yeah, at the end of the day, perfect. that's what that's what Motor Mania is. Is just it's the tape, it's the feed. You know, you watch the feed. You got the the good part about Motor Mania is though you don't have a three hour game. You have. 12 hours and then usually they have part two that's another couple hours and sometimes they'll even go into part three and you have that for every single day you have basically 24 hours worth of racing to watch you can watch all these big name guys how are they winning uh you watch all the all the uh all the all the nobodies per se how did the big name guys race the nobodies do the nobodies beat them are the nobodies going to be somebody's i'll tell you what and and i know i'm not the only one who does this in the first place but I can't tell you how many times I've watched uh, TV promotions, uh, Twin Fitties races or the rounds particularly that I participated in myself. Number one, I have an understanding of what I did in the car. Was it the right way? How did it look outside of the car? Did, did the car launch right? Did the, are those shocks doing what I thought they are doing? Um, things of that nature. So I can't be the only one who uses Motormania as a, a reference point. You know what I mean? And so... I say all that to say there is no way that I don't see IHRA having some type unless they bring in their own media section, which I just don't think it's going to happen. The, the market's pretty well cornered by Motormania in the first place. Unless they bring in their own media, I don't see there being any way, shape or form that Motormania is not streaming IHRA whenever it, whenever it gets to going real big. No, exactly, man. And uh, and at the end of the day, the more publicity we can get as racers, the better. Again, like I said earlier, I'll say it again. It's always going to help any any type of video promotion, especially on YouTube, because the thing that people forget about is YouTube is free. Number one, obviously, as a, as any type of advertiser, you got to pay for advertisement, but YouTube is free. Therefore, you will have always more viewership on a free source than you ever will on a paid source. That's number one. Number two is YouTube is always there forever. So if we stream something today, 20 years from now, we were talking about this earlier today, George, 20 right. years from now, somebody can listen to this for entertainment purposes to maybe learn something, see what was happening whenever IHRA was being bought by Larry Jeffers, something like that, you know, but they can watch this forever. It's always going to be here. Therefore, all these people on here that you see on this screen, they're going to get publicity far beyond what they actually paid for, if you want to call it that. That's a fact. It's a fact. So definitely, um, you know, I can't, I can't, I can say it's on blue in the face uh, as I lose my train of thought there. But Motormania will definitely have something to do with bracket racing going forward in the future. I think you can go back to a stream. We had Mark and Joanne on here. Um, I'm pretty sure they feel the same. Uh, and go back and watch that if you missed it. So, Casey, man, I know we were doing some pretty cool things here today. 
as far as we move into the next segment of going bracket racing with the TV race going on in Xenia right now. And this is a good time for us to open it up to everybody. Um, taking your pick on who's going to win in the 100K shootout. Um, I know you guys don't quite have a list like we do here at Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel, but take your shot in the chat and see how they line up to what we're about to deliver next. Casey, let's get off into some power rankings, sir. What we got? Well, before we get into that, let's just talk about what we're what we're even in for here this weekend because we got some Motor Mania TV to turn on starting on Thursday, and it's going to run through Sunday. And it's the biggest race of the year for Race Derby City TV promotions, RaceDerbyCity.com, I believe. That's where, uh, yeah, right there, right there on the shirt. Just go to that website. And, or show uh, up at the gate. I'm sure they got entries left. Just show up at the gate. You'll be all right. They do have they do have a couple. It's capped at three thirty, I believe. Last I saw, they might have forty left for the twenty fives, man. But this this race is a really good deal as far as races go. Three twenty five granders for five hundred and fifty dollars. That works out to be less than one hundred eighty five dollars a day. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, is as always, TV's paying round money. You know, so third round win, you're already getting one hundred twenty five back. You get two fifty if you get to fourth round win. So which if you get to fifth round. So, I mean, you do that a couple times, you already got your entry feedback, man. And the thing is, on Thursday, as long as you show up, and Brian was texting me on Facebook earlier today, and he said, Casey, man, it's not a mulligan race. It's a progressive buyback. You got to say it right. <laughs> got to say and it right. So the, yeah, but the point is, it is a free entry. And Brian said, you just need to think about it as the fact of these are all your free time runs for the entire weekend. We're just letting you into a race. You got the opportunity to race for $10,000 in the purse. They pay back more than just the winner. It's not a gambler's race. It's not all on top. They're paying eight grand to win, five hundred to runner up, thousand to semi. That might be an incorrect deal right there. I'm oh, I got you here. They're paying eight grand to win, but they're also giving you a, a entry to the hundred k. Oh, nice. And then the runner up also gets an entry to the hundred k shootout. Nice. So nice. I think that's fine right there. Thousand to semi. That all makes sense now because it's five hundred plus it's a hundred k entry, which is two thousand dollars, by the way. So you just won $2,500, plus you got a shot to win $100,000 in the 64 car shootout. This isn't this isn't a hundred grand to win deal like normal, George. This isn't 600 cars running for $100,000. It's 64 cars, one person, one entry, no buybacks. The ultimate, Alan Boykin, I'm sure you're in here right now in the chat. This is exactly what he's called for, for for years and years. He says you should have one entry, and if you lose, you lose, and you're done, you go home. And that's going to take place on uh, Saturday after the 25 gets over. So that's what we were doing the power rankings on. We were getting all of our votes in, stuff like that. And I know, George, you were at work, so you didn't necessarily get to put your votes in. But I think that uh, this list is not going to surprise you. I, I, yeah, and neither will your comments in the chat. Keep them coming. Hey, by the way, if you're watching on the Facebook side or the YouTube channel, hit that share button while you're at it, too. And uh, let's get as many people in here as we can to kind of give us an understanding of who's getting ready to take $100,000 home. I'm starting with Gilbert Lindsay right off the bat because I got to watch this guy in person at the Twin Fitties. Gilbert Lindsay says, Matt Diddy, the daddest man himself. He's been the kids on fire, man. I, I don't have another way to explain him. Um, kind of unconscious is the best way that I can put it. He almost, I thought he was going to sweep the twin fitties uh, until he ran into a couple of buzzsaws, but man, uh, Matt Dattis is definitely a good call. That ain't because you're out of Ohio, is it Gilbert Lindsay? I mean, I know you're out of Ohio now. You ain't showing no favoritism, are you? <laughs> Keep going. I want to, I want to say that Matt Dattis, speaking of him, I want to say at the twin fifties, he made 53 passes, which is an app, which you think about it and you're like, yeah, well, he was racing four days and he was double entered. And you're like, yeah, man, except for that's still an average of 6.3 rounds per entry or something like that, whatever I told you the other day. I mean, because I thought that, too. I was like, well, he's double entered and he's he's running four days and this and that. And then you start doing the math and you're like, no, that is very impressive. That means he got to the money every single day. And I don't care what race it was. I'm pretty sure he was in the money in the uh, in the progressive buyback race which I just so yep. happen to like. Catch the last stream if you missed it. I'm not going to go off into it as much. That was a heck of a race. There's little tweaks that can happen to make it even better, but who cares? I bet you he was in the cut rounds of that too because 
man, that's what we're talking about here. He's definitely making his mark on bracket racing this year. Uh, and the last, and, and probably, and the way he's, too. the way he was on a roll last weekend, he made so many runs that uh, I actually don't see him on this list that Tyler and Brian sent to me. But they do have, uh, like I said, that free race. You you get an entry if you're in the finals, basically. So maybe Matt figured he'd just save some money and he'd just get a little bit of extra in his pocket and just win his way in. Or maybe one of these guys is going to put him in. I don't know. But well, I, I know one thing. He's there, okay? If he ain't in yet, he's probably going to be in it. I mean, he might not be on that list on that list right now. But this race is in Ohio, and I don't see Matt Dadis missing a race that's in his backyard. So let's just win. Right. So, George, now let's just – I know you didn't – well, you might have seen the list, but you didn't get oh, a yeah. chance to actually go through it because you're at work late, which is why we were on here late. If you had to pick an overall winner, not your top ten, but just your overall winner, if you had to go off the top of your head, who are you going to pick? Can I look at the list? I mean, I have access to it. <laughs> you can you can look at the list, but you got to make a quick pick. Quick pick. All right. Um, hold on, let me look at it real quick. It was, mm. a, uh, it was a resounding winner. For, for our uh, for our followers, as far as all their votes, every single person that I asked voted for this person to win. I'm I'm going with an FTI boy because that's just what I do. I'm going with Gary Williams. Well, you would be right. Gary <laughs> Williams, I want to say, was the winner in 2020 because his brother won last year. So, and what do you, number one and number two right there? Gary and Troy. Almost every single person. Well, every single person that voted voted for Gary in their top 10. I told everybody to pick it in no particular order, just 10 people that you think are most likely to win the $100,000 64K shootout TV promotions at Kill Care. Gary Williams was in all of their picks. So definitely the right pick right there. His brother Troy was the runner up to him, last year's winner. So you don't have a bad pick in, in the Williams brothers. Real hard though, guys, it's real hard because I, I utter the same thing that Gilbert Lindsay has uttered. If Matt Dadis had been on this list, probably would have went with Dadis. Taking nothing away from Gary or Troy because it's Gary and Troy. I mean, if you're in bracket racing, we wouldn't be going bracket racing without those two those two FTI boys. Let's be honest. Bo bracket racing has excelled on the backs of several good legends of our sport. Those are just two of them. So, but Matt Dadis is definitely putting his name in the list. So if he'd have been on it, I'd been going with the young gun. I'm sorry. That's just me. That's true, man. And uh, speaking of young guns, this is whenever we start getting into a couple people are tied. You know, you start getting in those type areas. This is where Dylan Champion helped me out a whole bunch on this deal. I was texting him. Well, actually, it was a good thing that you were late because I was texting him because votes <laughs> kept coming in late. And I was like, all right, we got to pick between these two. We got to pick between these two because there was there were a bunch of ties throughout. Number three comes in, also a Williams, Donovan Williams, who's been on an insane roll this year to begin with. Uh, you know, I, he might have won the most money out of out of all the Williams this year, to be honest with you. Yeah, Doughboy's been on one. Um, sorry, Donovan, I don't know you well enough to call you by your nickname. Maybe next time I see you at the track, I'll meet you so I can call you Doughboy myself. But he's been on one, man. So it, it's rightfully so with his last name being, being a Williams that he's learning from the best in the first place, right? But then to go out there and execute, that's something totally different. That's internal. You can you can get all you want from someone, but you still have to take what they've given you and execute it. Donovan Williams has done a great job doing that. I can understand why he's he's top on the list too. So are you saying it's a clean sweep of Williams boys on, on the power ring? It is, man. It's a clean oh, sweep, oh, sweep of the Williams Number one, number two, number three, right there, top three. So y'all better just hope that uh, they all run each other first, second round, something like that. I mean, I know Donovan and Gary ran, I want to say, uh, a few weeks ago. They ran each other. I want to say dad got him. I want to say, I can't remember, but, uh, but we'll see what happens here in this big race coming up. But uh, number four, number four. Will Holloman, speaking of being on a roll, that guy is always deep, man. I don't think he shows up to a race and doesn't get in the money. Yeah, I've I, 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 I seen him at TV's race in St. Louis, but I didn't get an understanding of how far he went. Number one, there was just too many dragsters. 
I drive a door car, so it was 195 degrees outside. If I wasn't in the car and in the helmet, I was either under the shade or in, in some type of air conditioning. So, sorry to my dragsters, unless you're Tony Jr., my cousin. I watched him run just about every single pass. Um, sorry to the dragsters. I, I missed you. I'm sorry. Um, but, so, Will Holloman is a good call because his name is always somewhere near the money. Somewhere near it or in it is the best way I can say it. It's almost like Brandon Lane, if, if you want me to be honest. Every time I've seen the name Brandon Lane, I still got to get my certified tree chopper stickers done. I, they're in creation. I, I've got both of your names written down. Brandon Lane and uh, Todd Nickel. I've got them both written down. I will get those certified tree tree chopper stickers out there. Matter of fact, if you're a graphic designer and you're listening to me, I need a certified tree chopper sticker with more bracket racing logo on it just for people who just absolutely crushed the tree all weekend. Will Holloman kind of reminds me of Brandon Lane in this sense, or vice versa. I like the way I said it first. No no harm, no foul. Will, I'm sorry, buddy, but, you know, Brandon Lane, I know a little bit better. Put it that way. It, it, the hard part about Will is that you never know what car he's going to be in. This year he's been in Chris Bear's car, and, it, and yep. the thing is, Chris Bear's cars look exactly the same. You yep. don't know who it is. If the announcer is on his toes, you don't know who it is. They sometimes don't know who it is. I know that, uh, in fact, speaking of Brandon, I think that Ryan Gleghorn had Cody and Brandon mixed up all weekend because they were both driving each other's cars at VMP the other day. And I think Champ actually texted him was like, hey, man, you got it wrong. <laughs> so he just gave up. He's, he said flat out, he's like, I give up. I'm never going to figure this out. So, But, yeah, it's one of those deals, man. So we'll get to number five here. Number five, SR1, Scotty Richardson, always going going deep in every race that he's ever at, man. And I don't know what's uh, – I don't really know. It's crazy that Scotty is number five, you know. But at the end of the day, I don't know if it's a door car thing. So far, he's number one door car on this list right now. Right. Unless you're talking about uh, Gary Williams running in his truck. Because let's not get it twisted that him and uh, – Troy run that truck so it's all a matter of who's running what I mean I've seen Gary the most here lately in that truck that old that old truck I think it's a Dakota or an S9 I can't remember but it's red and they yep. got overkill written on it so or FTI if you see it better roll TNN because you're about to be hot on the tree so get ready to go that's all I got for you and speaking of door cars, I don't think that uh, I don't think they're going to separate door cars and dragsters in this because realistically, you get in a '64 car shootout for a hundred thousand dollars to win two thousand dollar entry fee, you know you're the best of the best. You don't care about that anymore. Yeah, and, and that's totally fine by me. It puts a, a different wrinkle on the on the game. One thing we should have asked Casey before we came live was, is there True Start active? Because it makes a big deal, especially whenever we're running dragster dragster door car. You know, there ain't you better hold that button a little bit tighter if that door car is going down a track or something or, or just get off the gas completely. If you see that red light turn on. So I don't know. You know what I mean? But if it's true start, you're kind of in trouble. Kevin, thanks, man. He, FTI is it's a Sonoma. It's not a STN or a Dakota Sonoma. Anyway, fancy one. A fancy, fancy one. <laughs> definitely with all the good parts in it. I'm telling you what, guys, we're going we're gonna to go after those FTI boys, too. We're going to try to have them on uh, go on Bracket Racing YouTube channel sometime soon as well. Maybe we can pick their brains. Maybe we'll try to get both of them at the same time on the same show. Hang in there, man. I'm going to try. You, me, and Casey will go sure, work on that. Make sure nobody's telling any fibs. I tell me, <laughs> we'll tell you what. And that's bound to be a real good show. I'm pretty sure everybody watching right now would agree with that. So, uh, Barn over there in the YouTube channel saying SR1 is his pick. Um, so, it, it's definitely a solid pick. Uh, it's hard to pick. I, if I could, I'd take. Who's number six? Are we on five? Who's six, Kate? We're getting ready to roll into number six right now, Jeff Sarah. You knew he had to be on there. You knew he had to be. I was going to say, I take the top five, but dog, it's hard to pick from the top five, but we're just going to move that on to six. Um, at, here's another tricky racer because you catch him in a door car or a dragster, you don't know what that guy's going to be in. He has the ability to turn the electric on in his lane in just about anything. So, Solid, solid list, solid. I don't, this this list is kind of hard, Casey, because there's just so many that could be number one. 
and you had no idea because you were sitting there working. I was I was off on time. I was here ready to go live on the Golden Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Everybody subscribed to it, waiting on us, texting us, being like, hey, man, you guys not live today? What's going on? I said, no, we're waiting on George. But then those boats just kept floating in. I had to keep redoing it, had to keep texting old champion like, all right, now we're here. Now what do we do? You know, and stuff like that. So uh, luckily I had a little backup there, but uh, but it was good to be late today if you had to be late. So be it, so be it. Shout out to my boss, Brad Holmes, man. Uh, thanks for holding me in. I learned a lot today, but uh, <laughs> that's how it works, man. So, hey, Casey, talk to me about number seven. Number seven is Mr. Two-Seater himself, Doug Foley Jr., who has been on a roll, and if he shows up in Chris Galetti's blower car, mm. then he's going to definitely be a good pick. Again, six moves to seven. The, the list... Hey. Just take the top ten. Just, just we can stop right here. All the top ten can be number Dude. one. That's what's crazy about what's getting ready to happen at Xenia, and what all of us are getting ready to watch with a couple of pawpaw sodas on whatever day that is being aired. Okay, so this is getting ready to be a fun weekend. Just watching this. The thing number is, eight. man, Doug, Doug Foley Jr. I want to say that he won like hundred thirty thousand dollars in Galetti's car, and like maybe in the last month. Shoot. So I mean, and we know that we know that. Chris Galetti's, it's the yellow and blue car with the chrome blower and stuff, the fast one, the one that Corey won a ton in, the one that Corey got into after he had the incident at the million. That yeah. car is unbelievably good. Anybody can get in that car and win. And if Doug Foley's in there and he's letting go the way he's been letting go this year, he's already showed you what he can do in Galetti's nice car. Jeez. Oh, man. So, so another good pick. He's been on a roll. I think his role might have started last year where he really – really showed itself but to win 130 shoot at loose rocker event yeah yeah so heck man that's definitely another good call out another good one talk to me about where we at number eight yeah and foley though speaking of him still he's a he's another person that can win in any kind of car people right. just literally say just drive this and he wins he's like gary williams just get in something and he wins he's always deep you know so uh actually champ saying over here was the week before the 500 is whenever uh whenever gary went or whenever uh sorry doug foley jr whenever he went off on the ladies yep uh number eight number eight dave Connolly, somebody who's driven a little bit of everything he's always good in anything i think he's won in super cop one in super gas been a pro stock driver also has a head of steam he has a head of steam I don't remember the race, but I've seen him deep in the rounds at a few big money bracket racing events this year. Okay, so maybe it was the SFG 500 um, where I saw him rolling into some deep rounds. He might have even got in via a, uh, a raffle or one of the uh, jackpot winning drawings and took it on down into the, to the cut rounds. Uh, I have nothing to say. Um, I'll never take anything away from old Dave Connor. So. Never can, case, man. The list is good, man. By far one of the best, uh, one of the best ones out there. And here, right. speaking of one of the best ones out there, I'm actually very surprised that he's low on this list, and it might be because it's a top bulb race. But it's Nasty Nick Hastings, number nine. Nasty. Nasty Nick, and and maybe that's the only reason because he's letting go off the bottom. But I should disqualify that reason because he's proved it to be false. It's a fallacy. It doesn't matter if he's going off the bottom or not. That dude will knock your head off. It doesn't matter what round it is. It doesn't matter if you got him on the tree. He's still going to find a way to make you think you don't got him. Okay, so Nasty Nick, hey, I know Casey, man, you said if, if you know, um, uh, what you call it, out of St. Louis, what's his name off the bottom? Um, uh, uh, man, help me. Right John Radlowski. Yeah, yeah. If Radlowski, coined the phrase from Casey Beckmeyer, if John Radlowski goes big money bracket racing more often, Nasty Nick, nah, he'd just be Nick. That's Woo! right, man. And, Boy, that was shots fired. Hey, shot I forgot spark. somebody in there, too. I forgot a name in there, which was Clay Tyler in that Corvair wagon. And uh, I know everybody saw it because if you're looking at a Corvair wagon anywhere, it's got to be Clay Tyler because there can't be but one. Can't be but one, and it sticks out, and it goes rounds. As a matter of fact, I said at the eighth mile with Clay Tyler, and I meant to mention his name uh, on the last show. And I think I was even next to his dad, maybe uh, one of his dad's best friends, and we were talking drag racing from the old Gateway's perspective. 
when it was facing the other direction. But definitely uh, one of one of the heavy hitters out of Gateway, man. We can talk about that on another day. Gateway Division Three continues to to impress as it has for the last thirty something odd years. If I'm gonna be honest. Absolutely, man. And uh, rounding out the top ten here, Mr. Top Fuel himself, Sean Langdon. He doesn't get to bracket race much, George, but whenever he shows up for no more than he bracket races, he's always down in the rounds, man. I mean, it's crazy to think that somebody can go from doing something as different as top fuel dragsters to coming to bracket racing, just flying in. Bones brings it for him. He gets up in there and just rolls through him. He's always deep. It's not difficult for me when you're talking about Sean Langley. I remember asking him face-to-face in Benton, what is the difference in between running this type of car and running a top-fuel dragster? All he said was speed. All that equals is that kid's just a racer. I don't care what he's in. doesn't matter. I think you could put Sean Langdon in a pro-stock. If he would ride a pro-stock motorcycle, I think you could put him on a pro-stock motorcycle. He'll still figure out how to win on it. That's the type of racer we're talking about right now. Don't forget about the fact, I know I say this stuff all the time when we start talking about racers, but don't forget about the fact, I want to say Sean Langdon might be one of the only back-to-back Super Comp national champions that there is in the history of NHRA. The dude's just good, okay? And that just makes the list that much better. Uh, Thank you to everybody who participated because let's be honest, that list wasn't created just by going bracket racing, okay? This is a, we sent the list of racers out to, thanks to TV Promotions for sharing it, by the way, of people who are going to be in the race and got a guesstimate or a thought process on who they thought would win it and pick your top 10. And this is what we came up with. So this isn't a George and Casey put a list together. No, this is this is made by you guys going bracket racing YouTube followers, which this show wouldn't even exist without you. So thanks for everything for being here with us and, and chopping it up with us as we go through probably one of the craziest top 10 power rankings I've ever heard in the sport of bracket racing. I'm sorry. Dude. Yeah, there you have it. That's crazy. And we got to throw in the honorable mention, and it's somebody who's already had a car on the list, but it's Chris Bear, who was very, very, very close to getting in the top 10. It was a real close tiebreaker, but it would not surprise me to see. Because whenever Chris Bear gets on, man, Chris Bear, I feel like, is either going to go out earlier or he's winning the whole race. And if you see Chris Bear fourth round, he will be in the semifinals at the very least. I mean, it's just how it goes. I'm actually glad you said that because my mind couldn't help but go back to the old Headhunter Award. It would be nice to see a Headhunter Award in a $100,000 race because that top 10 list, if somebody takes out the top 10 racers, they deserve they, they definitely deserve an award more than somebody changing the engine in a doggone round between rounds and getting a Wally for it. But I see Champ over here in the YouTube shouting out Rick Bear. Um, it, it's a call, man. It's a, it's definitely if, if that list was to continue, um, I think we would just continue to be awed by how many good racers we actually have in this sport. And uh, and I think everybody kind of would uh, think the same. Casey, what about you? The crazy thing is, is whenever I'm rolling through this list, just kind of scrolling down, there are a lot of uh, people who are known to be foot brake racers on this list. And that's what's that's what's crazy about this whole deal is like we have obviously we have Nasty Nick. We've already talked about Nasty Nick. We have Garrett Griffith on here, um, who I'm fairly certain is is a lot of times foot brake racing. I think Slick he goes Rick. both ways. Yeah. Champ, who who we were just talking about, you know, Slick Rick Barrett, he's on here. I mean, there's a lot of people on here that you would not necessarily think would be trying to compete in a $100,000 top bulb race. But they are, man, because they're the best of the best. Like we said earlier, before we even started doing this whole power rankings thing, is they aren't going to separate door cars and dragsters more than likely because if you're going to get in something like this, you know you're the best. It doesn't matter. This is to see who's the best of the best. More than one way to skin a cat is a phrase that I love. It definitely rings true in bracket racing, especially over the last Nick Hastings years. It's basically basically how I have to, I have to say it that way because Motormania TV says so. If you watch Motormania TV, whose name is synonymous with, with the bottom bulb? Nick Hastings or uh, who drives the love truck? I can't call his name right now. Cap Power. Cap Power. It's, it's one of them 
Or or we could go into uh, what's the old boy out of Kentucky drive the Mustang always lead a big old Willie. Lucas Walker. Lucas Walker. I mean, there's some names out there. You know what I mean? But out of all of them, Nick Hastings' name is the loudest. Period. It's th- th- there is chance that Nick Hastings could be the goat of bracket racing. Okay. I don't want to start any controversy now. I'm known to do it, but there's a good chance that a lot of people are thinking what I'm thinking, Casey. Hey, man, the uh, the bottom line is, is that obviously the most prestigious race in bracket racing is and always will be the OG Million. Everybody knows that you're if I feel like if you've everything there is to do, even like Steve Cisco winning one point one million dollars, stuff like that. I still think that Cisco would say that winning the OG Million is still top of the top just because of what it is. You know what I mean? It's like winning the World Series. It's like winning the U.S. Nationals. It's That's what it is for bracket racing. The OG Million is the U.S. Nationals of bracket racing. But TV promotions putting on this style of a race where it's, like I said, 64-car shootout, one entry, no buyback. This is legitimately showing who's the best of the best because – I guess you could say, yeah, it's a it's a high entry fee, but of course it is because they're they pay out 100% of the purse. They don't keep any money from this. They pay out all of it. Everything that they get from the entry fee goes back to the racers. That's number one. That's why TV promotions is at the top right now. Number two, having the single entry no buyback system that proves to you who doesn't have the most money, who is not the luckiest. It almost always will show you who's the best because a race like this. You don't get past fourth round lucking your way there. It's no. just not going to happen. You're not no. you're not going to run all these guys that are going to go red on you more than likely. Fourth round of a race like this, you are going to see the heaviest of heavy hitters, and it's going to be definitely a show to watch. It's definitely going to be that. Thanks to Motor Mania. First off, thanks TB for putting the thing on in the first place. Thanks to Motor Mania for airing it. I'm definitely going to be pretty doggone excited to watch it uh, over the weekend so man all i know is what a power listing uh power ranking whatever you want to call it and uh definitely looking forward to this weekend man so as we wind it down man this is crazy how fast the hour evaporated i guess time flies when you're having fun you know uh what do you got casey as we wind it down Man, just as always, we always got to just throw it out to the sponsors. Again, Syntex Printing. We got a shout out, Driven Racing All. Don't forget to use the code GBR10. Get yourself 10% off. Doesn't cost you anything. Just saves you money. No big deal. Uh, thanks to Chance Performance. Always got anything that you need as far as parts. Just call him. If you give him a part number, he'll always find it for you, man. I saw stuff out of stock a million places, and Champ just found it for me. He got it to me in two days. TSR Racing Products, obviously, for all your transmission needs. Uh, anything anything you need, it's all in the USA, stuff like that, support us. Obviously, Ken Jones Performance and BRG 3D Printed Parts. We always got to thank them and Team 14 Motorsports always supporting us, man. So uh, thanks to all the people who support Golden Bracket Racing. And what do we say, George? As always, guys, we will see you, if we're willing, here next That's Tuesday. True. Everybody <laughs> have a good day. Casey, man, get ready. You're ready, buddy. The boy is on the way. So let's see if Casey's boy shows up. And and, uh, even if he does, I'll come live or something and let you know what's going on. Everybody have a good day. We'll see you next Tuesday.